All right, so we're back um, today talking about mouth cancer, um, a little bit different. We've been talking to a few different patients and professionals about their experiences with mouth cancer, and today we've got one of each. So we've got Dr. Catherine Tannehill, who's came on before, and also one of her patients that she actually diagnosed with mouth cancer. So it's really good to hear, um, you know, how crucial that dental visit was to her catching her mouth cancer early. Um just had a little bit of an ulcer on the back of her tonsil, bit of a sore throat. I was like, oh, uh, not so sure about this and checked it and Catherine flagged it straight away and sent her off for a biopsy. So it was flagged right from the, mo- the word go and was able to be caught early just because she went to the dentist and had it checked out, which is you know, one of the reasons we push it so much, isn't it, Karen? It is, yes. I mean, that's why we have regular visits. I mean, you hear so often people say, well, I didn't need to go to the dentist because I wasn't having any problems. But it's not about that. It's about catching things, um, you know, when they're they're really manageable. And, um, you know, it's much, much easier to treat something if you catch it early. And that's that's that goes with everything in the mouth, but particularly um, mouth cancers, because obviously, you know, the, the the earlier it's caught, the less disruptive it is and the less, um, you know, when they remove a, a tumour that's small, there is less that they have to take away. So it is much easier to, um, you know, the after, after um, effects are, are much less because mm-hmm. you're treating something when it's small. Yeah. And uh, and Martine, who is the, the lady that was diagnosed with mouth cancer, we had a little bit of a chat after the recording stopped. So after the chat, you're going to hear. Um, and I did say to her, like, you know, it's it's just such a testament to how important it is to go and get those regular checks, because so often the people we speak to weren't weren't that lucky and their cancer didn't get caught early. And it's led to a lot more complex treatments and it's um hmm, how to phrase she's not lucky but it's lucky that it was caught early if that makes sense yes i i, I understand I mean, obviously we wouldn't you know it isn't lucky to get cancer but it, it's you know if you're going to get cancer um then you want somebody like Catherine who finds it very, very early because that is lucky that that she was in the right place at the right time and got the diagnosis um, early because, as we know from the statistics, that the majority of uh, patients are at stage four before they're diagnosed. So that's why it is so important that you you go to your dentist or, you know, even if you haven't noticed something yourself, your dentist will see it. Um, so, you know, I know we say, you know, red or white patches, um, ulcers that haven't healed within three weeks, go and get them checked out. But, um, you, you know, you may not have noticed anything, obviously, like, you know, sore throat just a little an ulcer on the the tonsil it it may not occur to you that this could some, be something more than you know just a regular sore throat and an ulcer so that's mm-hmm. why it is important that um to get a professional to have a look at it because yeah. um they'll know they, they will be able to see if there's something that needs checking out yeah and you know nine times out of ten it probably will be nothing but why take the chance mm-hmm. absolutely yeah i mean uh, like you say um 
you know, dentists would rather refer 20 patients to just catch the one that, that, that isn't. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it, it, that's that's why we would want anybody. You know, if you notice a change, if you've had a sore throat or anything that is lasting longer than normal, you know, we all get colds and cough and sore throats and that kind of thing. But if it's lasting longer than normal or if it's affecting your voice as well. So, you know, get yourself checked out. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, we'll hear from them now and, and have them share their story together. And um, yeah, I'd like I say, she's got a lot of interesting things to say and share, as does Catherine. So, um, yeah, hope you enjoy. Um, so really quickly, Martine, do you want to just introduce yourself, um, just who you are, what you like to do, what are your hobbies, just anything about you that you'd like to share? Uh, okay, yeah. Hi, uh, I'm Martine Clark. Uh, I live in Moulton in North Yorkshire. Um, I work as a um, op- optical assistant at Specsavers um, and I like going out walking mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like knitting. Lovely. And- Oh, nice. And um, so obviously we're here talking about mouth cancer. And I know that um, you have an experience with mouth cancer and that it was actually picked up at a dental appointment. Can you just walk me through what that process was like? Did, were you going in knowing, oh, I've, I've got something that doesn't feel quite right? Or was it a complete shock? It was, um, I'd had uh, a sore throat on and off for um, several months over the winter, but I didn't really think anything about it. So when I had a routine dental checkup with Catherine, um, I just asked if she could have a look. Um, So she was really great. I mean, she did a thorough check and she just said that there was an area of concern on my right tonsil. But even at that point, there weren't any alarm bells ringing. I just thought, yes, it's just something that needs to be invaded further. Mm -hmm. And um, Catherine, so what was that like when you... um... When someone comes in and says, oh, I've got this and I'm not quite sure, what is the first thing you think generally? Is it mouth cancer or is is that not uh, even suspicion at that point? Nine times out of 10, when somebody's concerned, it isn't anything suspicious, probably more, more frequently than that, it isn't anything suspicious. We always do um, a thorough check as part of our dental health examination. So that is normal and par for the course but of course if somebody had a particular area of concern we'd look at it even more thoroughly Mm -hmm. to give that reassurance usually in martine's case i looked and knew straight away that it looked unusual and i never want to alarm somebody at that first instance because actually until it's biopsied you can't be sure you can just have a suspicion really Mm -hmm. um so i didn't want to worry martine unduly at that point yeah of course um martine if you don't mind sharing what was the the process like beyond going for that dental appointment going for your biopsy how did you how did you find the the process from there onwards um it it was quite straightforward really i got referred to see a consultant um he recommended that i have my that i had my right tonsil removed and then i had the tonsillectomy um, and even at that stage, I thought, right, that's it. The tonsils have gone. Um, that's the end of the story. 
it was a few weeks afterwards that I um, had the results of the biopsy and that was when I had the cancer diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And was it just the, the tonsillectomy treatment wise that you had or did you go through um, any of the other? So when we spoke to other mouth cancer patients like yourself, that's usually a mix of the surgeries, but then maybe radiotherapies involved or they have um, a neck dissection. So taking the lymph nodes out, um, what was your experience like treatment wise? Uh, treatment wise, um, I knew sort of at the time when I had the um, diagnosis, that the cancer hadn't spread anywhere else in my body. I'd had a, a head and neck MRI scan and I'd had a, um, a, a PET CT scan. So um, that was the, the uh, very positive news that uh, the, the cancer hadn't spread any further. Mm -hmm. um, I had um, six weeks of radiotherapy treatment uh, and that was daily visits to the Leeds Cancer Centre um, and because the cancer was at its, in its early stages, it meant that I didn't need chemotherapy as well. So it was just the six weeks of radiotherapy. That's fantastic. Yeah. And it just shows how important it is to catch it early as well. I mean, I know, Catherine, we've spoke before um, about really the importance of catching it early, but it just hits at home, doesn't it? Totally. You know, that early diagnosis is so critical. Mouth cancer can be quite debilitating. Martine was lucky. It was very contained. Um, I've had patients who've had to have quite severe surgery and neck dissections, like you say, and it can affect their speech, eating, drinking, any swallowing um, can be quite disfiguring so the earlier it is is diagnosed the better the simpler the treatment and you know 90% will survive with an early diagnosis yeah I don't know if it's known about enough that the dentist is actually checking for that because I know before I started working um, with the foundation and with dentists regularly I had absolutely no idea so it's really good to hear that this is something that is regular practice yeah, it is part of a routine dental health examination. I'm not so sure that every dentist is is uh, telling the patients that's what they're doing, but they will be doing a mouth cancer check as part of their dental health examination. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it does give us the opportunity to catch things very early because quite often these lesions aren't symptomatic that they, they aren't sore um, for quite a number of weeks or even months and and it's only usually when they become sore that a patient might ask you about something mm -hmm. so it's more likely that you would notice something yourself if you were doing your own mouth cancer examination so I think that's quite an important thing to highlight that we all should become better at being familiar with the inside of our own mouths as well as having a routine dental health examination on a regular basis mm -hmm. and I will say as well we have um, guides on our website to go through how to check your mouth for mouth cancer how to feel for things that might have changed and um, guidance on how to do that effectively but yeah nothing's going to substitute going and getting it checked by a professional this is just something to do on top of those regular visits to make sure you're keeping on top of your health as much as you can. Um, Catherine, so with other cancers, generally the guidance is if it's different for three weeks or more, then that's when to go and get it checked. Is that the same for mouth cancer? 
that's the same for mouth cancer. I think, you know, if you see an ulcer, people get ulcers for all sorts of reasons. Um, don't panic, just keep an eye on it. And if it's persistent, if it's there for two or three weeks or more, that's when you should get it checked. If you found something that looked like a swelling, um, again, keep an eye on it and go and get it looked at. If you're concerned at all, just go and get it looked at um, because worrying is not a good thing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, go and go and ask a healthcare professional, let them have a look and hopefully put your mind at rest. Mm -hmm. And something I... Um... I've been asking everyone that we spoke to this month to share is if they have any words of encouragement or advice for anyone that might be either in a position of worrying for results about math cancer or maybe going through the treatment process or out the other side. Um, if you had to share any words of encouragement from your experiences, either of you, if we start with Martine, what would you share if you could say anything to someone that might be in the same position? Um, I think I would say take it a day at a time. Um, I had wonderful support from friends and family. Um, I mean, I can't thank Catherine enough for her intervention and, and also, you know, the, the care and treatment from the NHS as well. Um, when I was going through treatment, I mean, it, it wasn't great. Um, I had constant mouth ulcers and it, it was very painful, but the, uh, the cancer care team, you know, they were they were always there with um, things to try and make things more comfortable for you, and that really did get you through the process. And then to come out the other side, you know, you just feel that you never take anything for granted again. Um, yeah, it's just wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. And Catherine, what about you? I think for me, I do see other patients with um, quite severe surgeries and to see them come through and, and out of the other side and then on a road to recovery is really heartening. You know, sometimes it can be quite severe surgery. It can look quite disfiguring, but you know, the surgeons are amazing at what they can do. And time is a great healer, quite literally. And you see people immediately afterwards feeling quite sorry for themselves quite rightly so but then a year down the line and they're more back to them not the normal selves and it it is fantastic so if you are going through it right now hang on in there as Martine said take each day at a time there are brighter days ahead absolutely yeah a lovely note to to finish on um so thank you both for for sharing and um, especially Martine. I know we say this a lot, but we can't do the work that we do without hearing from the people that have been through it. And we can shout about facts and figures all day, every day, but it doesn't quite hit home as much as people like yourself who can put yourself out there and share your stories. And um, so, yeah, thank you for both of you for, for, for talking to me. Thank you. Thank you, Martine, from me too. And thank you, Sophie. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a lovely note to end on. They um you know they are right in what they say. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, and you will reach the end of the road, and it will be worth it. It's just it's going to be tough, but if you're lucky enough to catch it early, then you've got much less complicated a road to travel down. Yes, absolutely, and you know it it's lovely to hear positivity about um 
you know, looking at the treatments and the fact that, um, you know, somebody can be so positive when they're going through so much. And, uh, you know, hopefully it will will give um, people who are going through the same thing just a bit of hope, you know, just to, to know that um, it is possible. It does take a long time. The treatments can be debilitating at the time and um but but you can get through it you know we we've seen with a lot of our um ambassadors that um you know they come out the other side and it's a it's a positive message to go get something sorted early like i said before you know don't, don't think that you're bothering them don't think that you you know you're worrying somebody for for no reason make sure you go i think we're very much like that in in this country we kind of get well i don't want to make a fuss or you know i don't it's it's nothing it's just something that i've you know had a long time and i think we we don't want to waste people's times but you know as i said before we would rather have patients waste our time just to catch the one person that isn't wasting time it's never a waste anyway yeah absolutely and you know if you want to learn more about the early signs and symptoms, uh, our website is mouthcancer.org. Um, we'll put all of our information in the description of the podcast, as well as some um, support services that you might want to access. And also Catherine um, from Portman Dental, we'll put her information there as well as she was, you know, kind enough to, to spare her expertise. And um, same with Martine, if you want to learn more about her and her journey, uh, you can you can find that out below but um that's it from us for now and uh, i'm sure we'll be back another time talking about something else